At MasterCard, we believe that women-owned small businesses are uniquely inspiring. They're pillars of the community and have a measurable impact on the people within them. It's their secret sauce. We are deeply committed to helping address the daily challenges of all Canadian small businesses by putting our technology, cybersecurity solutions, digital resources, and partnerships to work for you every day. Discover them today at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. MasterCard, start something priceless. At Scotiabank, we know how important thriving businesses are for the strength of our economy. Our team of experienced advisors across the country can provide you with tailored advice, leading products, and valuable resources to help achieve all your financial goals. We're here for every future. Let's get started today. Visit us at scotiabank.com slash smallbusiness. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, where we talk to Canada's most innovative and entrepreneurial leaders and changemakers. I'm your host, Rick Spence, and as a business journalist, editor, and entrepreneur, I've learned what makes Canadian startups special, successful, and scalable. Join me every Tuesday to hear news stories of Canadian entrepreneurs and learn about the moments that mattered most on their journeys. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. On the show today, we're excited to speak with two brothers in Whitehorse, Yukon, Miles and Tanner Hogan, the founders of Yukon Built. Yukon Built is a brand of quality goods and apparel centered around community. Miles and Tanner design products and apparel that reflect their vibrant northern lifestyle and are inspired by the Yukon outdoors. Founded in 2017, their love of the Yukon and the North runs deep. Yukon Built is currently operated by Miles and Tanner with three full-time employees. Miles and Tanner, or maybe we'll mix it up and say Tanner and Miles, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks very much, Rick. Which one is the us. eldest? Oldest brother is me, Miles. <laughs> okay, that's why it's always Miles and Tanner. You ever get tired of that, Tanner? I, I, I kind of like it. It makes it makes things uh, simple where I'm, I'm more of the listener and Miles is more of the speaker. <laughs> okay well we're gonna we're gonna draw you both yeah no pressure right just just <laughs> no pressure um first of all off the top of the show we like to ask our guests what's the top piece of advice or insight that you hope entrepreneurial listeners will take away from our conversation today yeah well i guess miles here talking um i think yeah for for us top pieces it's, it always changes it's always differs depending on who we're talking to. But I think for us, a theme you'll feel across our conversation, even in that, that intro you had for us there, Rick, was uh, community. Find, find your community, tap, tap into that community, find your people and who can relate to what you're doing as a brand, as a business, whatever it is, find, find that community and really lean into that. So I think you'll kind of hear that throughout uh, our conversation today of how we've been able to to tap into our community here in the Yukon and really build something special up here. Can I just follow up on that before we let Tanner speak? Um, your community is Whitehorse and the Yukon, so that's really cool. What if someone's community is some suburb of Montreal, Toronto, or Vancouver, yeah. or Halifax, and it doesn't feel special? Yeah, great. How do they find your community? Great question. Um, 
I mean, yeah, for, for us, I think the Yukon is special in, in and of itself. So we do have, I guess, that, that sort of competitive advantage that it's easy to tap into and something easy to grasp onto. But I think I'd also like to say that every community, every corner across Canada has their own little unique thing that you can tap into, whether you're a retailer or you're a product or your service. Um, I think there's something you can tap into. I actually lived in Toronto for a few years and Toronto is this big bustling, potentially overwhelming city that I think for a lot of people see as this big hole uh, from, from afar. <laughs> but when I lived there, I loved it. Cause I had my little community in my little corner that I was living in that had my favorite coffee shop or my little bar to go to after work. So I think no matter where you are, there is a community that you can find, whether that is in the location you are in or something that, you know, you have a community of a certain thing or a certain activity that you might all love or, or like to experience together. Those communities can be found in all different ways. That's a really good answer. Thank you. Thank you for that. It's really good. Um, Tanner, we gave you some extra time there. What, 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 what sort of uh, advice or thoughts would you like our entrepreneurs to take away from this? Sure, definitely. Um, yeah, great answer from Miles, as always. Um, but I, <laughs> one thing I would definitely add is kind of, I think a theme of ours is patience. Um, so we started this brand seven years ago, and we really feel like this year and, and the, the past couple years is really when we, we started hitting it hard. And kind of we have these conversations where it feels like we're just getting started. So we're just in startup phase even though we've been building for so many years. Um, I think a lot of the time people are just want that, that immediate gratification of a brand when really we had to lay groundwork for years and years and years. And finally we're starting to um, feel like, okay, we're on to something now. Let's see where we can take it. Um, and, but that's been seven years. It's not an overnight um, thing that's happened for us. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of the time people just try to move too quickly when we kind of did the slow burn and I believe it's been working in our favor and we're, re we're really ready to, to rock and roll now. That's fantastic. Can you tell me a little bit more about what's happening now? What's the, what, where's the energy coming from that tells you, hey, it's all coming together now? I, I can jump back in. Miles, Miles here. Um, a lot of our momentum is coming from, I guess, the, the success we've found on a local level has been really encouraging. Uh, again, talking about that community that has been there to back us from the beginning to help us grow on a local level um, has been amazing to be able to, to feel that energy behind us and have people coming into our shop. We have a retail shop here in Whitehorse now uh, to get that feedback from people in person and their experience in our product, trying it on, wearing it, taking it home, taking it across the country with them. Um, and we're starting to see a lot of momentum online on social media through our e-commerce website. Uh, there's there's just a momentum and I, again talking about Yukon being at the core of what we do the, the Yukon for us is home it is where our community is but I think there's a a bit of an allure to the Yukon itself as well and sort of a special little part of the, the country that we're in so we're seeing some real traction online so we're getting sales from across the country we're shipping orders to the United States we've shipped to Europe recently so I think there's there's an attraction to the Yukon itself and as an extension of that to Yukon built of what we're doing through our apparel and through our products that we can really tap into and potentially sort of have an un unlimited sort of horizon of where we can take the brand. That's really cool. Um, 
when you talk about, we're, you know, we're getting orders from the U.S., from the rest of Canada, from, even from Europe on our website. Are these people who have been to the Yukon and didn't get the right souvenir? Or are they people who are just enchanted by the image of the North and are sort of want to feel it a little bit in their lives before they go there? Yeah, really great question. Sorry, Miles here again. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a bit of both, Rick. It's people that, because we even ask when we're getting orders online, we'll literally reach out to them and be like, so how, how did you find us? Why, why us? Why our brand? So it's, it's a real mixed bag of answers. It's people that either have visited here and, you know, yeah, felt that piece of connection from home and maybe wanted something to remind them of their time here. Or it's people that grew up here or lived here and now no longer do and they're living somewhere else and want that little piece of the Yukon with them. Um, it's, it is the, the, the draw, the allure of the Yukon. We've literally had people reach out to us and say, you know, uh, someone for, in Germany that read Jack London as a kid and has always been drawn to the North. And they come across our brand in, in some way, that little piece of this sort of mystical corner of, the, of, of Canada that's still truly rugged and wild that they feel that they can mm. connect to uh, through our brand. So it's a, it's a real mix of those things in a really exciting way that either they have a personal connection or they don't, but somehow it's that, that connection to the Yukon. And of course that relates right back to what you said earlier about community and the fact that every community has something special. Canada is this huge country geographically so spread out, but has so many iconic places. I mm -hmm. mean, I, I, I went through this past summer, I, I, I visited the gas Bay for the first time and it's just, glorious, gorgeous region uh, in eastern Quebec. And, you know, I, I brought back some souvenirs for family and friends because I, I wanted to bring a piece of the guest bay back Certainly. to me. Um, and, and I think that, that there's a lot of places in Canada that could probably try and do what you're doing. Saying, let's, let's take another look at the brand mm -hmm. and let's, let's take a fresh take on it and, 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 and have some fun with it and share it with people who know us and the people who, who would like to know us. Exactly. Uh, no, I think Miles, Miles kind of always hits the nail on the head there. Um, I, I very much agree with, with, with that. And we, we, we kind of knew we were onto something when a few years back, um, we met up with a team from a very big, uh, us brand that came up and they were trying to launch a yukon extremes collection and we're like hey like whoa, shouldn't we be the ones tapping into that like so there's all these other <laughs> massive conglomerates and like great brands but they're all using the yukon name as as that um that rugged that that their strongest they're the biggest the 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 most durable um kind of idea so it's always it's it's always like yukon extreme so the minus 50 collection and um the gmc yukon is their biggest baddest suv so a lot of brands are are jumping into <laughs> using that. <laughs> yeah are using are using the yukon name in their branding um so we kind of want to figure out how to utilize that and be like hey like let's be the brand in the yukon that's actually um has ties here yeah how is yukon extreme doing do you know is it, is it uh i I'm, I'm sure it's doing quite well because uh it's 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 strong branding <laughs> yeah no it, it, it's a great brand it's just not very authentic 
<laughs> now, you guys, speaking of authenticity, you are not only fourth generation Yukoners, but you're fourth generation entrepreneurs as well. So tell me a little bit about the family history. Yeah, so we are, I guess our family has been here in the Yukon since the mid 1940s. So 1944, our great grandparents came up here, uh, moved up to the Yukon and established their family, opened a little department store that uh, ultimately was then run by our grandfather. And then over the years, sort of the little different departments of the department store kind of branched off between our aunts and uncles who then developed their own little retail stores uh, across Whitehorse. And so it's sort of been this, this process over the years, over the decades of from a little small department store into little different ventures between our family. And then along came Tanner and I that we grew up in the family businesses, working in the retail stores, working for our parents, and uh, then ultimately wanted to to launch something for ourselves and tap into, you know, this place we're so proud of having grown up here and develop a, a brand related to it. So oh, it's, it's something that I guess you could say is whether it's in our blood or, or something that we've just been exposed to our entire lives, it was sort of a natural progression for us to get into business for ourselves. I was going to say, I should add that it was never an expectation for us to stay in business either. Like mm-hmm. our, our family's always been like, do whatever you want. And we have We've got 18 cousins up here who are now having families and everything, and everyone's almost taken a different path. So it's never something that it was like, hey, like, let's keep doing business. There's there's plumbers and, and doctors and teachers and everything in our our extended family. So it's kind of neat to be uh, the couple brothers that are, are, are kind of forging ahead in this, this kind of business avenue. <laughs> well, I, I think your family business has now lasted longer than Eaton's did. So Wow, there you go. <laughs> That's an amazing perspective, yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it's, it, it, you know, the fourth generation isn't screwing things up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah usually do. <laughs> so the, the department store that your great-grandparents founded, what was, what was the name of that? It was actually the Hogan's department store. So very yeah. simple. Um, it was just a small, small town, little department store. Well, that's what Mr. Roebuck, Mr. Sears and Mr. Yep. Eaton and Mr. Simpson <laughs> all did as well. And uh, the Walmart guy too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and is, is, is Hogan's still a brand name or has, 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 has it, you know, spirited its way into all these other uh, family businesses. Yeah, it's still a brand name in a sense, not like it was in the past. Um, But there is still the the Hogan Center, if you will, on Main Street here in Whitehorse, uh, which now has many different shops within it, Um, not necessarily run by the family, but we still are do have family businesses, different retail businesses that have branched off over the years that still exist in town, certainly. I I think I must have been there when I was there about, I don't know, six years ago or something. I, I remember going into a store like that. So, oh, amazing. So I, I was probably there in search of something authentic and cool. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Because uh, you, you, want, you want to bring a little bit of back home with you. Um, when did you know that you wanted to be entrepreneurs? Often, you know, in, 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 the, in, the, in the, the fourth generation, third or fourth generations, they either want to be race car drivers or fashion <laughs> models or something like that. Um, but you decided to, to work for a living. Yes. Is, isn't that the truth? <laughs> Did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? You know, I mean, you could be an engineer or a lawyer and, and, and do something different. Yeah, no, that's, 
That's a very good point. Something I've actually thought about recently because without knowing it, I think I always wanted to do something entrepreneurial. And even growing up from like a super young age, um, I was always interested in kind of the lemonade stands and I would collect boxes of erasers and try to sell them to my brother and sister. Um, so I think just naturally, <laughs> naturally, I was trying to buy and sell things. Um, and then Maz and I, even in the university days, um, we had another kind of party apparel brand. So we've always been interested in branding and, and clothing. Um, but then we finally got to the stage where Yukon built something that is like, okay, we want to really, really work on this. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it must have come naturally um, just from growing up in the family businesses where there isn't really a part of my brain that can t think about doing anything differently. Like, I think even if it wasn't Yukon built, it'd be something else business related. So yeah, very much so um, something that came naturally and just uh, continuing to, I think it's the only thing I would know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, what, what, what do you think? Yeah, I would agree with Tanner. I think it's something that we kind of just came across naturally and without even maybe really consciously thinking about it. It was just kind of that natural progression. Because um, we've been asked before, it's like, oh, like if you weren't doing Yukon Built right now, what would you do? And I think my answer would be I'd try to build it again or build it for the first time again. So I think it's just, yeah, inherently just something that we're drawn to, um, to to be in the entrepreneurial world, to build, to brand. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a fun thing. There, there's a, a certain freedom to entrepreneurship uh, and a level of creativity that you can't necessarily tap into uh, the same way without doing it for yourself. So yeah, I think it's something that we, we kind of just naturally grew into and was, was part of our path regardless of what we ended up doing and what kind of capacity that entrepreneurial spirit became didn't have to be a, an apparel brand, didn't have to be certain avenues, but I think we'd be trying to build something regardless, uh, no matter what path we took. Yeah, very cool. Let's go back to the beginning. Um, what, what, was, what was the original vision for Yukon Built? What were your first products and, and how did things work out? Very, very simple to, to start with. Miles here again. Um, it was something that I think we just wanted to create a brand a business around our pride of growing up and being from the Yukon. And that, that sort of manifested itself into Yukon Built. And it's very simple. We started with, I think it was 50 sweaters and 50 toques, Tanner, correct me if I'm wrong, but a very small, simple order, kind of your typical story where you, you make your first order, you put your brand on it, and you hope people like it. You're selling to friends and family. And we were able to sell through that initial batch. And as soon as we did that, we reinvested that into a little bit more. And I think we added the hoodie next. Then we had sweaters, hoodies, and toques. And we sold through those and reinvested the money back in. And sort of this slow snowball effect, this organic, where we start with friends and family. And then all of a sudden, you're selling to friends of friends. And then you have, you know, people out in the community starting to recognize or see the brand logo or brand name. And we were literally selling our product off a bookshelf. Um, for the first number of years, very much as a, a side project, a side hustle. Um, probably for the first, I guess, three or four years was very yeah, much a we side. Had, we had no Go physical ahead, location. It was it was just mm -hmm. uh, um, online online sales, and we were driving around town, dropping it off at doorsteps. And uh, one of my favorite ones too is 
um, uh, a lady said that she wasn't home at the time. And I said, I messaged her back. I said, well, where are you? She's like, I'm in line at Walmart. I said, I can meet you there. <laughs> so I, I dropped <laughs> off, I dropped off a hoodie to someone in line. So, um, yeah, come to think of it, some, some really neat memories of, of, of growing. <laughs> yeah, very, very much the, the slow, organic kind of bootstrapped strategy, um, until, the period where we could take the leap full time into it. And that even has been a gradual process where I jumped in. We opened a, our physical retail store, our sort of flagship store here in Whitehorse in June of 2021, um, middle of pandemic, which was also seemed crazy right. to, to be opening our physical location in the middle of the pandemic. We were very fortunate up here to, to not take the massive brunt of the pandemic that a lot of the other parts of the country saw. So we were able to operate fairly regularly at the beginning. Um, but it wasn't until then that we really jumped in full time to say, you know what, this is working. We, we're at a, a threshold of our business that we can really push the envelope and see where we can take it. Um, so jumped in full time. Yeah, I guess just over two years ago now for me and Tanner, probably about a year ago, um, joined, joined full time. Um, and and yeah. where's the store located? Where's your store located? Are you right in downtown where the all the culture is close to the river. Yeah, so we're right, right downtown, and sort of in smack dab in the middle of it all, just a few blocks from Main Street, a uh, block and a half from the Yukon River. So really, really nice walkable location down here, um, sort of at the corner of Second and Alexander Street, and it's been, uh, yeah, a, fa a fantastic location to establish our brand. And uh, just give me a quick couple sentences about the growth since then you've moved into other types of products i see you're all sold out of cribbage boards on the, on the <laughs> website i'm disappointed by that but i'm excited for you <laughs> tell, tell, tell us how your offerings have grown and changed yeah so um we definitely just between what we what we like ourselves and also from customer feedback um yeah it started super small with limited colors limited products um, but then as we started sampling and tooling things, uh, we just continued to build out the line, build out the line where we now have tons of different t-shirts, hoodies, jackets, um, toques, bottles. So um, the we kind of go a lot from what, what our community wants and we try to bring in things that, that people want to represent, um, but also just kind of build out our line. And, and we feel like with this, with this fall, fall winter lineup, we're going to take that to the next level. Very cool. And uh, truth in advertising time, is any of your merchandise actually made in the Yukon since it's called Yukon Built? The, the product itself isn't made in the Yukon, um, which with the name Yukon Built, you could um, sort of allude to the fact. But yeah, there, there's not the apparel industry up here to be able to support the production of the garments themselves. But it's more for us was about building the brand around the community around the brand um, to sort of represent represent the pride of the Yukon. So a lot of them are sourced from different places. We're always exploring different options, whether that's sourcing stuff overseas, whether it's made in Canada options. Some of our smaller products, like the crib boards that you called out there, Rick, are made locally um, by a local maker named Alex. So he makes those for us. So it's a bit of a mix. You're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Tell him to get yeah. to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's it's a mix across the board, um, but yeah, don't, don't quite have the industry up here to be able to support uh, a made in Yukon at this stage. But certainly something that we we always explore is is opportunities to have things made here, if not in. 
the Yukon, but in Canada as well. What are some of the ideas that you're throwing around now for future products, future brands? For this fall, this fall winter, which we're sort of diving deep into right now, it's it's a lot of the core stuff that we've been doing on a sort of a more casual, comfy lifestyle product approach. But we're also really diving deeper into, and I think you'll see us releasing different products over the coming months related to sort of the fall winter wear, where um, it's some outer outer layers. It's potentially some closer to base layers and exploring different materials that may be moisture wicking and a little more athletic. Um, so really expanding beyond just the branding of, of Yukon Built, but really tapping into product that is suitable for the Yukon lifestyle as well. And a lot of that will include some some mid to outer layers that we're really excited about that we're working on uh, currently. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to know. What's the exciting stuff the longer term? What's on the vision board, Tanner? Yeah, uh, pretty much what Miles said is kind of the word of our ye- of the year, like just between Miles and I this year was kind of elevate. So elevate uh, the the product that we're offering, wow. elevate um, our branding, our brand positioning. So we're working on all of these things um, to really kind of take that next step um, because we've been able to, again, for Startup Canada podcast, people probably would be interested in um, we both started this brand with Miles. I think we both put in fifteen hundred dollars, and we've been able to just absolutely bootstrap it to the point we're at now without outside funding and that sort of thing. So I think people would have interest in a lot of the time. Um, people be like, "Well, where'd you get your funding? Like, who did this? Who did that?" Um, where it's like we just had that patience to to grow to where we're at. But now that we're in this next level for the this outerwear or different playing with marina wool and that sort of thing that's when we're really going to have to start uh taking uh some some bigger financial risks um in order to build out this uh outdoor brand per se that's very cool um i i can't say i cracked the code of whitehorse after being there for three days you know six or seven years ago um but i get the idea that it's it it it's a very close-knit community full of with, with a lot of people who didn't fit in anywhere else so so, so it, it's a it's 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 a really interesting dynamic sure. community of people who've been there a long time um people who appreciate the the the, the, the heritage the, the the indigenous peoples and the outsiders <laughs> who, who come and find and find their home there yeah. and i'm wondering how has it, do you see any signs that Yukon Built is building that community, is helping in, enhance the community and its own, uh, the things that it's doing and accomplishing and its confidence in itself? Yeah, it's, it's a really cool question. Um, I'd like to think so, to a certain extent. It, it's cool, the, the range of people that come into our store or order for us whether it is, yeah, long-time Yukoners or people that have been here for a long time, people that are just visiting, people that just moved up and are finding that that Yukon community through our brand, in a sense. Um, so I, I don't know if I have a good answer for that other than I'm hopeful that that's true. I think it's really cool if it is. And like I said, the, the breadth or the, the mix of people that you'll see wearing our product around town is... I guess the biggest compliment that we could have 
it, it's so it's so cool to be able to walk yeah. downtown Whitehorse or across the territory and see our gear, our product on such a wide array of people. So I think we've we've been able to tap into that community. Always again coming back to that that word has been so important and impactful in how we've been able to build a brand. That yeah, I'd like to think so. It's 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 really cool. And I, and I sorry, I'd, I'd like to add we a big portion of our business which we didn't like. If we were, if we're doing a business plan, it definitely wasn't one of the, one of the things that we thought it'd be is, is we kind of have a custom division where we do a lot of collaborations with other local brands and first nations. And that's been huge for us because, um, first it's, it's humbling that people want to like, like our product. We always went quality first and, and be like a very community driven brand. So to be able to work with so many groups and not for profits and like all sorts of people that that we have our little logo on often it's just on the sleeve or something, but holistically that's, that's made Yukon built kind of a staple in the community because we're, we're working with so mm-hmm. many incredible people and incredible groups. Yeah. I, and I was actually just going to go there. So are you at the point now where, you know, you're, you, you seem to be a, 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 a real brand builder um, and with some st- some financial stability, so people are going to come to you and say, "Hey, sponsor our beer oh, fest, yeah. sponsor our canoe race, sponsor this event and that event all summer long, and 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 uh, probably all year round." Um, so, I I, I th- so having something like a, a big bold brand like Yukon built as part of that, and they're all going to ask you for money for it, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> would, would be you know a, a, a tremendous collaboration and and valuable for everybody definitely and we've we've made it a uh, focus of our marketing strategy well strategy but also just just again plays right back to this community building uh, ability is uh, we try to say yes to as many groups um as many fundraisers schools athletes um golf tournaments um, just absolutely everything. Like we want to be, um, able to provide gear for a silent auction or simple things like that, that we've really made that, a, um, something that's been a focus of ours versus spending marketing dollars online to, to social media giants. Um, we, we definitely, um, work to, to be involved in tons of different community, community events. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I, I love it. I think that's exactly the right thing to be doing. Tell us, what's it like to be in business with your brother? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah t- tell us, Tanner. Yeah, <laughs> it somehow your turn it, will come, Miles. Yes, <laughs> somehow we've we've really made it work. And I think at the beginning when we started this brand, is we kind of thought ourselves as very similar people, but as we built it, we definitely have very different strengths. Um, and fortunately for us is they complement each other. So there's things that Miles is doing with, with numbers and, um, being super dialed in and focused and detail oriented where I'm more of the, uh, yeah, let's give it a shot. Um, like (laughs) more, more, more the moonshot kind of guy. And then Miles is like, Hey, well, let's, how about let's dial that back. We can't do that. I'm like, that makes sense. So um, we were able to play off each other's strengths and weaknesses um, quite well. And that's not something that we thought from the beginning, but we definitely had the discussion at the beginning, like no matter what business is business and like being brothers and family um, tries to stay separate. So 
I think that was a good delineate delineation <laughs> early. Mm -hmm. um, but so far, yeah, we're working quite well together. And then I'll let Miles tell the true story now. <laughs> just his story yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> For, oh, no that was great thanks tanner yeah miles is, is what's it like being in a family business with with your bro fortunately i i would agree with tanner it's it's actually Perfect. been it's been it's been really neat it's been really cool um we do have as tanner said have learned over the years we have different strengths different weaknesses in a really complimentary way um even simple things that like tanner's a morning guy I'm not. I'd rather work till midnight. He'd rather be in at the store at six. So we can cover many hours in a day between us. So like yeah, little exactly. funny things like that, that um, help balance us out. And I think probably we're lucky that we did have the exposure um, growing up in family business of, of how to work and how to operate uh, sort of that dynamic of separating work and family. Um, like any brothers, whether it's business or related or not, we have our disagreements of certain things or different directions of where we should take the business. But as Tanner said, we're, we're always able to find a common ground of what he thinks might be right versus what I think might be right. But realizing the, the best answer is probably somewhere in the middle. So we've been, we've been very fortunate in how we've been able to operate and, and build the brand together. So you, you, you guys keep anticipating my questions, so, which is great. Um, that means it's a good conversation. <laughs> so I was just going to ask, what happens if you're at loggerheads? Who decides? How do you how do you get through a, a dispute? Not where you're fighting, but where you both have slightly incompatible versions of what to do. <laughs> I'd I'd like to say uh, that Big Brother gets to decide. <laughs> <laughs> What's Something the like that. Between the two of you? <laughs> but, I, I'm two years old. Yeah, that's, miles that's, that's, that's pretty miles. major. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. grim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, somehow I think um, we also give each other enough leeway where it's like, if I want to take a risk on something, Miles goes, go for it. And then we, we still have that back end kind of competitiveness where if, I, if I'm super confident on a style or a marketing angle or something, and Miles says, well, do it. And then if it fizzles, he goes, ha <laughs> If it doesn't, he goes, you were right. So um, I think it's kind of a, a fun internal um, internal competitiveness too that 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 works. And so far, um, so far, it's it's working just fine. I, I just want to follow up on what, what Tanner said there. He said the most important two words in 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 human existence: the ability to say to, to someone, "You're right." <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you good at that too, Miles? <laughs> yeah, I, th I think I think to Tanner's point, what that also does is keeps each other accountable to a certain extent. That if we want to take a shot at doing something, or I, admittedly, I've chosen something in a green before that did not sell well, but then we have that personal accountability as as well. That's like, okay, well, you're responsible to make sure we sell through these, or like, what's the plan to to get these in front of people? So it, it's kind of a almost an interesting but also a fun dynamic that we we give each other the leeway to make individual decisions as long as we truly believe that'll benefit the business and and that dynamic has up until now worked. We've we've run this business uh for seven years off gut, really. <laughs> Just making decisions between the two of us, what we think will work. Not everything hits, some things are great, some things aren't. But it all comes back down to, you know, we're, we're moving the needle together. So, yeah, it's been neat. And when you're growing a business, you know, it's not clear 
what the right decision is until after you've made it in so many instances. Um, so, you know, you can, you can bang heads on it or you can say, okay, how do we test this? How do we get it done as cheaply as possible and learn as much as we can? So tell us, totally. since, you, and since I, you brought it up, um, what's one product that you took on that you thought was going to be gangbusters and didn't work out at all? Tell us a lesson you learned. I, I, I definitely have one right now because we're <laughs> er, er, running, we run some promos. Um, I, I definitely got some, some notebooks in that I was like, everyone's going to love these and they're certainly not a hit. So now... Now through the months we we run some promos where that's a that's a gift with purchase. <laughs> you got to adapt. Ah, so, that, so whenever you see gift with purchase <laughs> retailer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that's where it comes from. Uh, that's very very cool. And, uh, and I asked you sort of this about product wise, but just in general, what's next for Yukon Built? What's what, what what's the next big dream? I think for us, it's continuing to sort of push the envelope of what this brand is capable of. And I think also for us is what a Yukon-based brand is capable of. I don't, I don't think there's a lot of uh, Yukon-based businesses that necessarily... There is a few. There's some great local businesses that have sort of like high ceilings, but have never really pushed beyond necessarily what is a local market and looking national and looking international. And so really seeing what the potential is. So Tanner and I are in the midst of figuring out what that looks like for Yukon Built, but we're really excited about seeing what we can continue to do on a local level with our retail store, with community involvement, but also see what we can drive online through e-commerce, sort of what people we can reach by telling the Yukon story through our brand. So that kind of coincides with also some really exciting products that we're working on that are more in the outdoor apparel world, which are capable for the Yukon climate, capable for Yukon lifestyle. So bridging that all together into a really cohesive story, I think, is what really excites Tanner and I right now. What, what do you hope that you could build by tying the story together, as you say? Yeah, to, to I guess to dive deeper into that would be creating product that is good enough, capable enough, suitable enough for the Yukon, let's call that an outdoor jacket, that if it's good enough to hold up to the elements of the Yukon, it's good enough to wear anywhere. Whether you're backcountry, hiking, outdoors, winter, um, sort of creating product that are built for the Yukon lifestyle, which means they can hold up to any elements, no matter where you are, whether you're in Vancouver, whether you're in Toronto, whether you're in Frankfurt, Germany, it's a capable of enough piece of product that you can wear it no matter where you are. That's really cool. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the, the, the success you guys have had and, and more importantly, the success you're going to have, because I think you guys have really built a, a platform for some really interesting stuff. Final question. Do you have any other final word of advice to fellow entrepreneurs who are tuning in and want to grow a business with authenticity and, and, and customer connection the way you have? Awesome. Well, thank you, Rick. And yeah, thanks very much to Startup Canada. Um, we kind of connected with them when they made Whitehorse mm -hmm. a tour spot, um, which we felt very uh, humbled that they would come up to Whitehorse as one of the stops um, and showing some love to the north. So 
So first off, thank you there, and thank you for this. Uh, this is our first podcast for sure, so we weren't quite sure what to expect, and <laughs> I think we have a bit of imposter syndrome if somebody's made it this far. Um, hopefully we have <laughs> some little nuggets um, that, that they enjoyed. Um, but yeah, words of advice, I think, yeah, just back to kind of, as I said in the beginning, um, patience to build a brand, um, and also just, just go for it. Just put the effort in. Um, there's so much content out there. I, I'm, I'm definitely love listening to podcasts and audiobooks and just the availability on YouTube and different platforms to learn so much that make sure when you learn those things and you implement them. And, uh, yeah, I believe anyone with, um, a hard work ethic, um, no matter what can, can be an entrepreneur and, and build a brand and, just reach out to the right people and, and find your find your community. And uh, yeah, it can be a very fulfilling way to way to live life. Okay, sorry, Miles, we've run out of time. No. <laughs> just kidding. That's Miles, perfect. Final piece of advice from you. I think I can just kind of sum up what Tanner said, because I would agree. It's it would be get started and be patient. Um, it's one step at a time when you're brand building, when you're business building. But the hardest part sometimes is taking that first step and actually getting started. So once you take that first step, just realize that it's going to be a process and it's going to take time. But if you have that patience and lean into what you're, you're sort of drawn to do, it'll, it'll work out. All right. Well, thanks to you both for, for, for talking with us and for being so candid about the, the, the fun and perils of a family business. Uh, every, <laughs> yes. every family is different in their own way and every family business as well. So it's exciting to hear about it. We've been talking with Miles and Tanner Hogan of Yukon Built in beautiful Whitehorse, yukonbuilt.com. Uh, I see it's free shipping on orders of $150 or more. So get cracking. Thank you guys. Continue. Good luck to you. And we'll see you next time. We're in Whitehorse. Awesome. Thanks pleasure. so much. Thanks Rick. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Startup Canada podcast. This show is produced by Lauren Hicks and Maddie Stiles, and it's made possible by the support of MasterCard and Scotiabank. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next week, I'm your host, Rick Spence.